this is Angela Grayson from the Loving Life Fitness Podcast. To help others in their fitness journey. podcast with Jay Shear of Jay Shear Business Consulting. Jay is a magnificent person and has a wonderful outlook in life about being disciplined, reaching goals, and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. He is also an advisor. He is a coach. He is a mentor, and he is the host of Business Minds Coffee Chat. A great podcast to help people with businesses succeed in their business. So, Jay, here we are. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Angela. First of all, thank you so much for welcoming me. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I am super excited to be here with you to share the space that you're creating here to be able to give back to your audience. And the fact that you thought enough of me to reach out to be a guest on your podcast and to be the first guest on your podcast is incredibly meaningful. And I appreciate it. And I'm so looking forward to the conversation. Anytime I get time to be able to spend with you and with your energy and thinking about all the great things that you do, it brings a smile to my face. It raises my energy level and I filled with gratitude. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, that is so awesome, Jay. Yes, you are so welcome. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started here, Jay. I'd like you to talk a little bit about yourself and where did your fitness journey begin? Did you just wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym every day because I know that it's going to get me where I want to be in life. Where did it all start? How did you stick to it? What were your goals? Please share. Sure. So short answer is no, it it didn't start (laughs) off with having discipline and making a decision that this was something that was good for my overall overall well-being and my health and my outlook on life. I will share with you that, you know, as I wind the clock back, when I was, I want to say around 15, let's say 14 to 16 or 14 to 17, I was working out in those days. I found myself at a local gym. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, central part of the state, and I found a gym there. And I'd always, even as a child, I was a very small kid, incredibly thin. I had no muscularity to me whatsoever. And I didn't have a tremendous amount of self-esteem either. And it was very difficult to go into this gym. It was a chain that's no longer in business, actually. I take that back. They they manufacture equipment today, but they no longer own gyms. So I walk into this big gym and I just was in awe. I was overwhelmed by what I saw. It was two levels, lots of people there. Uh, there were some pretty big bodybuilders. 
working out there at the time and I needed some help. I was really, I was just looking for a way to find myself, looking for a way to, to connect with people, to build my own self-confidence and my own self-worth. And I just wasn't finding that thing to attach myself to. So continuing with that storyline. So I'm working with someone who was helping me train and this person and I became friendly and he he really helped me out immensely. He showed me not only how to use the machines, but understanding the biology and the physiology around what was happening, what I was doing, why it makes sense for my body. He started to introduce me to different ways of eating, protein, the, the importance of protein, the importance of balancing diet, things along those lines. And this was really my first introduction to any of that. So I began my weightlifting and workout journey then. And I'll just be quite candid with you at that juncture, where it was trying to discover a bit more about myself, kind of build some self-confidence, ego became a bit of a factor too, because as I started to develop myself a little bit, I realized that the more work I put into it and the more disciplined I am with doing that work, working out, consuming the protein, changing my diet. Even at a young age, I started to see some changes in my body, very, very slight changes, but I felt better. I felt better about myself. I would walk by a, a mirror and I would say, wow, you know, I you, you didn't look like that three months ago, right? So yeah, so you start to feel a little bit better. But then I realized that the reason that I was doing it was more for an outward appearance than it was for what it was doing for me internally, right? I'm, I'm at a impressionable age. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a young age, you know, I'm looking at girls and I'm, I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. And so there was that component to it as well. So that was really my first introduction. I actually got away from it after a few years and it just other areas of life began to take over. There was, there were other things that became more important in my life. And so I stayed in touch with that person who was coaching me and helping me for, for a while. And then, you know, like most things, the further we get away from something, the less attachment we have to it. So that's where the journey began. And then I circled back to it. So, you know, life goes on, right? We fast forward some and I remember I landed my first corporate position and I'm still in Virginia at this point. And it was my first introduction to a corporate life. I'm traveling all over the country. I'm meeting with clients. I'm going to trade shows. And I thought I had this whole thing of life figured out. But the piece that I didn't have figured out was my balance of health, and wellness along with working hard, putting in lots of hours, doing a lot of traveling, taking customers out, entertaining on a regular basis. You know, I just didn't, I wasn't knowledgeable enough yet to understand that, yes, you can do all those things. Yes, you can put in lots of hours. Yes, you can grind it out. But you also need sleep. You also need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your mind. And so 
I began to learn more about that. I began to reconnect with some of the knowledge that I had had earlier in my life. And I still wasn't 100% ready or devoted to it yet, but I was, the, the seeds were there. And I continued to progress in my career, continued to take on more and more responsibility, more traveling, uh, more managerial responsibilities, more stress, and, and lots of other things that were happening in life. And what ultimately happened, Angela, is I just basically crashed. I got to a point where I had put on, gosh, probably 35, 40 pounds. I was borderline diabetes and I wasn't quite there, but I knew that if I didn't change something in my lifestyle, that I was going to have some significant issues that were going to require intervention that I just didn't want to deal with. And so, you know, I'm listening to the doctors. They said, you have got to make a change here. I was drinking a tremendous amount of coffee periodically during the day, not sleeping at night. My heart rate was was through the roof and I just could not seem to calm myself down. So it was time to do something radically different. This is a number of years back now. So the very first thing that I did was I decided that first, I'm going to start exercising again. And this time, though, I had an image in my mind of the type of person who I knew that I could become, the type of person who changes their lifestyle, who changes the way that they eat, who does go into the gym on a regular basis. I could see this. First and foremost, and I knew that I could become that person. And then I began to work on the discipline aspect. What was it going to take? What specific goals did I have for myself? And I began to measure those goals. I began to change the way that not only I saw myself, but I changed the way that I treated myself. I changed the way that I spoke to myself, the language that I used. And All of those things combined, along with changing my daily habits, my behaviors, the standards that I set for myself, all of that began to create a shift. And it did not happen overnight. Journey that I'm that I continue to be on. But I will tell you this, that once I started And once I committed myself to it and knew that even when I didn't want to get up in the morning, when I would rather stay in bed for another hour or, Mm -hmm. or, or when I wanted to open up the, 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 the bag of, of chips or whatever it was, the Uh things that I would normally have done, right? Like pound down a couple, you know, McDonald's, you know, cheeseburgers or what have you. The easy way. The easy way. Right. Mm -hmm. When those thoughts entered my mind, I took a pause and I went back to that vision that I had for myself, that person that I wanted to be, the person who I knew I could become because I wanted to be better. I wanted to improve my overall health. I wanted to improve the way that I felt about life, about myself, about the journey that I was on. And that shift in thinking and that that vision that I had for myself became the foundation for everything. And it became the foundation that I look to today to keep me inspired to continue to move forward. 
That is great, Jay. What a story. Yes. And having that inspiration in the beginning also, when you were 17 years old at the gym, somebody who led you and showed you the way, that was a big help too. And you remembered that and you came back to that. You remembered how it made you feel. I just want to throw one other quick thing in. Okay. So the trainer back then that I was working with, his name is Milton. I can see Milton today. Milton and I haven't seen each other, spoken with one another, connected with one another from since that time when I was 16, 17 years old. But Milton, if you're watching and you're listening to this episode right now, all I can say is thank you. You helped me see a better path at such an important time of my life. And I appreciate it. Yes, I hope Milton is watching. Okay, so the next question, Jay, I would like to ask you is about your morning. I would like for you to share with our audience your morning schedule, your morning ritual, the ritual that gets you started for the day, sets you up for success. So go ahead and tell us about that. Be happy to. So my Mornings start typically around 4 to 4.15. I get up. I do set an alarm on my, I wear a Fitbit. I set an alarm on the Fitbit, but it's rare that the alarm would wake me up because I'm already stirring before the alarm hits. So first thing, when I get up before my feet even hit the ground, I'm setting an intention for myself for that day. So it may be something as simple as I can't wait to jump into this day. I know it's going to be a fantastic one. I can't wait to get out there and serve others, whatever it is that I'm going to be doing. I think about that. So I'm planting those initial seeds. That's before my feet hit the ground. Then I actually get up. And the very first thing that I do is I grab a glass of water and I go into my office where I immediately read. I typically read from something that is inspiring, something that's motivational, something that's going to set my mind right as I'm starting this day. So I do not and have not turned on my computer. I haven't looked at my phone, really no electronics at this point, with the exception of that alarm that was on my Fitbit. And usually when it comes to reading, so if when it comes to inspirational or motivational books, there is one particular book that I read from every single day. I read a passage from it, and it's called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. And I happen to be a fan of stoicism, and it helps to ground me in I am probably on my either my fourth or fifth reading of that book. It's a book where you read a page a day and then I flip to the beginning of the book after I get through the full year and I read it again. And the reason that I keep reading it over and over again is because every time I read that passage again, the following year, I'm a different person than I was the first time that I read it, it has different meaning for me. So that's usually what I'm reading from. Then after I do my reading, I usually I write in a journal. So I have a different journals that I keep with me at all times. And I start with what I'm grateful for. I know it seems cliche. And I know that it very popular these days to talk about gratitude. But I'll share this with you. It has been a life changer for me, there was a time when I never thought about the things that I was grateful for. I didn't focus on those things. I just 
took more things for granted than anything else. Mm -hmm. And now I look at life very differently because it's incredibly precious and every single moment matters. So typically in my gratitude journal, the very first thing that I may write is something like, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning, right? And then I might list three, four or five things, sometimes maybe more of those things that I truly am grateful for. Maybe it was something that happened yesterday. Maybe it was a conversation that you, Angela, and I had, right? The opportunity to be here with you today. I'm grateful for that. And I mean it. I mean, those are the things that I, I that come from my heart and from my soul. So I do that. Then meanwhile, I am drinking water. So I, I consume usually 16 to 24 ounces of water first thing in the morning. The next thing that I do is I am out the door to the gym. No coffee, Jay? No coffee. Wow. So yeah, no, no coffee at this point. And I, I'll get to that because when I do drink coffee, it is decaf coffee. But I will take a talk about some of the other supplements that I uh, that I use. So I do go to the gym. I keep things as simple as possible. So I remove as much friction as I can from my life. So I always have my gym clothes ready to go. I have them sitting on the edge of my dresser. So I don't have to think about it. It's pitch black dark when I get up in the morning. I just grab those clothes and I'm out the door. So I get to the gym. My workout range anywhere from 60 minutes to 90 minutes. And this is this is what works for me. It's not necessarily something that's going to work for everyone else, but I mix things up. So I pay very close attention to what my body is telling me. And so I'll do cardio work. I'll do some some weight lifting. And there are days that I go much heavier than on other days, but I am always doing some type of cardio. I'm very, very focused on my heart, on my heart rate, getting it to a certain point. And I also enjoy tracking data. So I collect as much as much data as I can on my own physical activity. Yeah. And I, and I use that as a tool to be able to learn what's working for me, where, where and when am I most efficient with my, the time that I'm spending doing physical activity and what can I do to improve? So I track those things. And so when I'm done with the gym, I come home and at this point I'll shower. Now I'm usually ready to check in, find out what's going on for the day. What are the critical things that I need to work on? What are the priorities that I've established? What meetings do I have coming up? I do some social posts depending on the day of the week. I also, there is a a social post that I put out every day that's really more inspirational in nature. This and lead to our next question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so this is all still part of the morning routine. Now is when I would normally have my decaf coffee, but I'm also supplementing at this point. So I'm taking uh, different vitamins, the different things that have worked well for me, uh, a green drink. You know, I'm really trying to get as many vitamins and minerals and probiotics in my system at this point as I possibly can, continuing to drink the water. And then the coffee comes and then really I'm, I'm into my day. And Angela, I have found, and, and this may be different for, for you, but I have found that certain hours of the morning 
are my most productive mental time, meaning meaning that I'm going to do deep, very focused work earlier in the morning into, let's say, noon to one o'clock because I have the bandwidth to do it. I'm highly focused at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'll do a lot of the detailed work. And then the rest of the day, I'm able to have meetings, I'm able to have coaching sessions, but I'm not necessarily working on data, working on numbers, working on strategy, things like that. So once we're a bit more in tune with where we are mentally and physically strong, we can start to optimize and use that to our advantage and leverage that to be able to create the best results possible. Yes, Jay, you figured out what works best for you and you do it on a daily basis. That's the best thing that everybody can do for themselves. Have that regular schedule on a daily basis so that they can continue to be successful every single day and see where that journey leads. So Jay, going into our next little uh, discussion here, you started talking about your your inspirational quotes. And anybody who knows Jay Shear knows that he is on social media every single day, putting up social posts about anything inspirational that he wants to share with others. Jay, that is so inspirational to me, and I appreciate seeing those posts on a daily basis basis. You don't know how much that does for me. What I would like to know is why do you do this, Jay, every single day? And how does it make you feel? Thank you for sharing that it has an impact on you and that it inspires you somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. My goal behind doing it was partly tied into discipline. It was tied into the fact that when I commit myself to doing something, and if I am intentional about it, and if I mean what I say I'm going to do, then I'm going to show myself visually, as well as the physical aspect of going to the gym and doing the work, but I'm going to create a visual representation of the fact that I did it, Mm -hmm. and that I can look back on something, and not only see my own progression, but also be able to share thoughts, share something that I have learned, some piece of, of, of information, a piece of wisdom, maybe something that I've learned from someone else, an experience that I had that day or a conversation that I had that brought up something that I thought could be beneficial to others. And I wanted to document that somehow. So I started this a couple of years back and I don't miss a day because I don't miss a day of focusing and taking care of myself. And the funny thing is I'll I'll have people that will come up to me that know me for nothing other than, hey, are you the guy that puts those those inspirational <laughs> quotes out from the gym every day? And I'll own up to it and I'll say, yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of funny. You know, you'll get comments from people sometimes that, hey, I really, I needed that mm-hmm. at that very moment. Thank you for sharing that. And that goes a long way, but I'm, I'll be very candid with you. It really is more for me than it is for anyone else. If it serves someone else, fantastic. My goal was to create a method of self-signaling 
giving me the messages that I needed to hear or that I need to hear in that very moment to keep me going. So if you were to take a look at them and read them differently, maybe than the way that you're currently reading them, you can start to see where maybe someone's talking to themselves, right? And I'm telling myself these things. That was the genesis behind it. And it just has continued to be something that I do. It keeps me focused on what is important to me in the mornings. And it absolutely is a way for me to stay disciplined and keeping my mind and my body sharp. Yes, we all need those words of inspiration on a daily basis, even on our best days. It's always good to hear things inspirational. Uh, Wisdom, sometimes I'll walk up to or be having a conversation with somebody that's older than me, and I will ask them, please share some of your wisdom with me. And they'll look at me like, Where'd that come from? You want me to share my wisdom with you? Yes, anything, anything that you have to share. Sometimes something silly comes out. Sometimes something really meaningful comes out. But yes, we can all help to inspire each other. And you never know what that's going to do for another person's day. I remember there was one day where I actually saw you at the gym And we don't see each other at the gym that often, but when we do, I always enjoy having the conversation with you, finding out how you're doing, finding out what's going on in your world, hearing about some of the either challenges that you're that you're working through or the things that you are just super excited about. Just talking about life. Right. I remember I walked away from one of those conversations and I immediately created the post for that day. And it, it was tied to the conversation that we had. So you never know where mm-hmm. the inspiration is going to come from. And if there is one thing that I've learned, as I have been on this journey myself, it's that we can learn from everyone. Everyone has a story to share. It doesn't matter who that person is, doesn't matter what their position is in life. They have something to share as long as you're willing to listen. So when we can learn to ask good questions, then we just stop and listen. Ask the questions and listen. And there's pure gold out there. Well, I'm glad I was an inspiration to one of your posts one day. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about nutritional intake. What we put into our bodies is so important to, it matters how we feel. It affects our days, every day, day in and day out. It affects our health. It affects our stamina. Um, So tell me, Jay, do you pay as much careful attention to your nutritional intake as you do to your physical exercise on a daily basis? I do. Yes, I do. I I spent so many years, Angela, not paying attention (laughs) and it had its impact on me. And it affected everything from cognition to my ability to show up the way that I wanted to show up, my sleep patterns, my 
ability to perform at a high level consistently hour after hour. I mean, it has such a dramatic impact on so many areas, including obviously health markers. And so because I didn't pay attention to what I was putting into my body for so many years, I had to spend time unwinding all of those bad habits and bad behaviors that had established over the years that I really wasn't even conscious of. And I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. I mean, I know I have, and I know many others who do as well. There are certain triggers that happen in our lives. Simple things could be something as simple as for me, maybe it was turning on the TV. The Mm -hmm. moment I turned on the TV that triggered something in my mind that I need to go grab a bag of XYZ, you name it, right? It's like trigger happens, then we do the thing, whatever that happens to be. And it may sometimes be healthy, it may not be healthy. Mm -hmm. But once we have awareness, and we start to pay attention to that, that's when life changes, because we can start to make the necessary changes that align with our goals, that align with the person who we want to be, the healthy person that we want to be. And it enables us to be able to make habit changes and behavioral changes. So once I became aware that's when things started to change. Now, I also had a doctor, right, who was telling me that you absolutely must make a change or this is going to be what your life looks like. And so, yes, I'm very intentional now about it. I have gone through cycles where, let's say three years ago, I was measuring everything that I consumed. I documented everything. I was looking at how much protein I was bringing into my body, carbs, calories, fats, you name it. I was looking at everything. Mm -hmm. And there were some benefits to doing that because I was able to track over a long enough timeline what was actually happening and any changes that occurred in my body, I could relate them back to things that I was doing, things that I was consuming, the way that I was investing my time, things like that. But I got to a point, Angela, where I was able to, I could feel the difference. I didn't necessarily need to track it in order to know what was happening because I had done enough of it and had enough knowledge at that point that if I ate this or consume this on a daily basis, I felt a certain way. If I changed that up and started adding in something else that I didn't necessarily want in my body, it made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. So today I eat a very healthy diet. I do have a weakness for popcorn. So I try to so I make the healthiest popcorn that I possibly can. So I use organic white popcorn. I use coconut oil and I make the popcorn myself. So I use coconut oil and then I use Himalayan sea salt to flavor it and and that's it. So look, we all have our thing and I'm not making excuses, but I am as as much as I'm disciplined about my morning routine and the way that I structure my my time and my days, I am equally as disciplined 
about the way that I eat. I think a lot of people are going out to eat more often because it's so convenient. Even a lot of families go out to eat more now than they ever did in years past. Maybe now that things are getting a little more expensive, not so much. The convenience factor, you know, anything easy and quick and get it done so we can move on to the next thing. That's that's a problem, you know, because it's so easy to eat the wrong things or overeat at the wrong places. And a lot of people are slowly gaining pounds and not even realizing it until it is a problem. So I'm glad to hear that you really do watch what you put into your body because it really does make a difference in how we feel on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. And I would just throw this out because this is something that I had to learn through my own experiences. When I have those days or those times where I grab the, you know, I'm making the popcorn or whatever that thing is that normally I wouldn't necessarily eat on a regular basis. Show yourself some grace. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's OK. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to look at things over a longer timeline mm -hmm. than just looking at one snapshot in time. Yeah. So if you are aware of it and you recognize it and you don't beat yourself up, just get back to it mm -hmm. as soon as possible because you hit on something that's important and that's small, the small things that we do, they add up and they become big things. They compound. Yes. So if every single day I eat some small thing that's not good for me, yet I do it on a consistent basis, I may think to myself, ah, you know, it's small. It's not that big a deal, right? It's not going to have that big of an impact. Challenge with that is, is yes, one day, one snapshot in time, probably not going to make a major ordeal unless you have some sort of medical condition or something that that thing could impact. Every day, it adds up. It mm -hmm. stacks on top of itself. And then the next thing you know, you look back six months later and you're saying, how did that happen? Right? Ah. How did I get to this point? And but then let's also flip that coin over and look at the other side when we do exactly the same thing, we start, start to stack good habits, right? Good, healthy eating habits, good exercise routines, reading good books. We do a little bit at a time every single day. That also has a compounding effect. Mm -hmm. And we live in a, in a world today where we can place an order on amazon.com and have something delivered that same day, we are in this mentality of instant gratification. And when it comes to taking care of ourselves, when it comes to investing in our own bodies and in our mind and in the way that we want to show up to the world, that's not instant gratification. It takes time to do the building. It takes time to build the discipline before you start to see the results. 
building the discipline, changing the habits, one habit at a time, changing bad habits to good habits. It's all a step-by-step process, but all possible a little at a time. So today, the next thing I want to talk about is something I know recently you started taking up some dancing lessons. I'm sure you're enjoying that. What I wanted to talk about was how exercise doesn't necessarily have to be not so much fun. Going to the gym, running, walking in the heat or at the gym, determination to get it done to make sure we're healthy. We can also do fun things in life to stay in shape, to keep the body moving for good cognitive results. Also, dancing is one of those things that helps us as we get older to put one foot in front of the other and make it work with the brain till eventually you get it and it all comes together and it's easy and fun. Are you enjoying your dancing, Jay? Yes, very much so. And, and you are so right. If we learn to move, if we learn to move our bodies, mm-hmm. incredible things can begin to happen. And dancing is, I, years back, my wife and I had signed up for a, a ballroom dancing class. And it was interesting. We didn't have the best experience at that time. You know how it is people make all the difference in the world, right? Sure. So we decided to start again at a different location. And sometimes just having the right person to help guide you, to teach you, to coach you, to encourage you, and being in the right place at the right time can make all the difference in the world. It's something different. It it engages a different part of the brain, of the body. I'm a rhythmic person. I've been a drummer since the time that I was a a wee little kid. So I have natural rhythm, but there's something about dancing that you really have to connect the physical side of it with the mental side when you're learning anything new, any new skill. But here it's the way that you're moving your your body certain ways and counting and, and turning and it just connects on a very different level. And we we started to do this as a way of connecting with one another, right? Looking for something fun to do together. Sure. And that's exactly what it what it unfolded to become. And not only did we learn a new skill, it's very physical. And I've got to tell you, I mean, even when I think for a moment that I'm in relatively decent shape, Put yourself in a condi- in a situation where you're doing something new and different that's physical. Oh my uh-huh. gosh, you know, I'm sweating bullets. I'm exhausted by the by the end of, of a 45 minute to an hour session, and I feel it. Right, I feel it. But it's good for cognitive strengthening as well as showing yourself that you can do something different and something new. And then no matter what it is, if it's something you really want to do and you tie enough meaning to it, you can learn a new skill and you can do it. You can figure out a way to do it. And have fun doing it. Instead of sitting on that couch, watching TV at night, get out and dance. Awesome. Absolutely. And I'm sure your wife loves you even more for doing it. That's great. (laughs) At least she puts up with me more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
KJ. So we're coming up to the end here, but I'd like to know if um, you could share with our listeners today some wisdom about reaching their goals, about getting out and exercising more, about improving their fitness journey so that they can have their happiest life. Sure, I'd be happy to. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about this journey and living your best life, make sure that whatever you do, that you are living your life, the expectations that you have for yourself and that you're not living someone else's life and that you're not being held back by someone else who has completely different expectations, who may be afraid of trying new things, who may not have achieved the things that they wanted to in their life and therefore would prefer to keep you and other people at a certain level for fear that they may lose you as a result because you may grow past a point where they are. Often we have to change the storyline that we tell ourselves. You have the ability to accomplish anything that you set your mind to. The word can't doesn't exist. Change that to, I may not be able to yet, but I can. Once you change the language to I can, then you can create a plan for yourself, set very clear, intentional goals. And just very briefly, when I mention goals, make sure that they are clear and specific. So create timelines around those goals. Have success measurements in place so you know how you're progressing against your goals. And when it's all said and done, take action because nothing happens until you actually do take action. And I can tell you this from experience, action overcomes all. We find that when we start something, if we are clear enough in our goal, there's a strong enough reason for doing that. Whatever that reason happens to be, your reason is going to be different from mine. But when you attach enough meaning to it, you take action and you do it on a consistent basis, momentum starts to build. And what's amazing about that, momentum becomes the fuel that will fire you up. It will keep you going. And you begin to realize, you begin to feel the differences that you're making by taking these actions. And when that happens, you become unstoppable. So know where you're going, figure out a plan to get there. Let no one and nothing stop you from getting there and get after it. Very powerful, Jay. Very powerful words. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to say thank you, Jay Shear, for being on my podcast today, Living Life Fitness. 
And I know that you have brought much value and insight to our listeners today. I really hope that they take it to heart and try some of the practices that you have have instilled in your life. And maybe even listen to this recording again and in the future and listen again to all these little things that Jay has done in his life to help you live your best life. Well, thank you, Angela. I appreciate the opportunity again. And I want to acknowledge you for just a moment as well. I love the work that you're doing. You have impacted lives. I know you have changed lives. You are a heart-led leader. You're a fantastic coach and Keep doing the great things that you're doing. Keep elevating because you are making a difference in the world. And I know that this podcast is going to make a difference for a much wider audience as well. So I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I hope so, Jay. I'm reaching out, trying to help others. And it makes me feel so good when people say that I have helped them, I am helping them, and they want to continue to move forward. Yes. So if anybody needs to have business consulting from Jay Shear, please contact him. We have his information here, um, his website and a way to get in touch with him. And if you need to reach out to me for some personal training questions, please do so. Thank you very much. And we'll be seeing you soon. This is Angela Grayson from the Loving Life Fitness Podcast. To help others in their fitness journey. It's time to wake up. Here we go.